What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Help More, Sell More podcast. I'm Jeff Berlingame here with Joe Marcou. Joe, hey! what's up? I'm, I'm, fan- <laughs> I'm just absolutely fantastic. You know, the, we're recording this on a on an evening, on, on a morning where this evening I'm actually going to a hockey game, an NHL game where I get to see some of the Ooh. best players on the ice, including uh, even though I'm, I'm here in Winnipeg, the uh, Washington Capitals are visiting and I get to see Alex Ovechkin, who's, you know, probably one of the best hockey players uh, of our generation. So I'm really excited to go see this guy skate. Although I don't want them to win. I'd love to see him score a goal because he's closing in on Wayne Gretzky's uh, all time. So yeah, I'm excited. How about you? What's going on? That's awesome, man. I love it. Uh, So today, right after we stop recording this episode right now, I'm going to go hop in my truck and drive my kids and my wife over to Frankenmuth, Michigan. So we can check out the, uh, the country's biggest Christmas store, Bronner's. So we're going to be there. We're staying at uh, Zender's Village, which is they, they've got like a water park and all that stuff. Oh, nice. Kids are going to love it. It's going to be great. Uh, my youngest just turned six. So it's kind of like a little birthday Christmas thing for her. It's super cool. That's all right. But that said, today we have a very important topic, a topic that's probably going to save a lot of you guys quite a bit of money, <laughs> I would say, <laughs> in lost sales. Here's the deal. Here's here's the title. If you can guess what we're talking about, if you haven't built up enough value, don't close. You're not ready. It's not mm. time. Don't do it yet. So the big question today is, are you trying to close when a buyer isn't ready to buy? And this is going to take a level of active listening that we talk about a lot. Are you paying attention to body language? For example, is a person crossing their arms or turning away in their seat as you're trying to do a <laughs> price presentation? Eyes are closed. <laughs> yeah. And they're breathing deeply. Shaking their asleep? head, maybe face palming, you know, like yes. whatever it is. It, it would seem to me that they are not quite interested. They're not at this peak level, at this tipping point where potentially you can make the sale. So I want you guys thinking about this. I want you imagining right now some of your previous sales experiences. If you've had this happen, let's think about that. Now, before we go into the story time, which will we'll, Joe and I are going to describe scenarios where we just like screwed up because that's what we love to really talk about in story time every single episode. Uh, real quick, if you guys are listening to this in audio format, please drop us a five-star review on the podcast app that you are using. Uh, if there are no five-star reviews like Spotify, then just share the show. Share it with share anybody you know involved in sales. This helps us out a lot, and we, in turn, hope that we can help out that person a lot. Hopefully, help them make more money and help more people, because that's the point of the show. Um, of also, shameless plug time, Joe. So Joe runs SOS Dojo, Army of One, Lead Cycles. If you guys want to go check those companies out, please do so. You can always book a free call for the SOS Dojo. If you want to jump into a group, we'll do a clarity call with you, and then you can jump into one of our awesome dojo sessions and get a good shot at that. And there's I'm telling you guys, there's been a bunch of free guests uh, this week, just this week and last week. This right, week's Joe? been insane. It's been it's insane. been a blast. We've got more coming. And thanks. To, uh, I want to give a plug to Vince Del Monte for endorsing our program um he's he's the uh you know man of the seven figure mastermind so when somebody like that says hey you know what you got to get into this sos dojo it's a game changer it's great and and jeff you know you're you're not only a member you're also the sales samurai within the dojo i mean we're making a big difference in people's lives and even yesterday and we had somebody come to tears in terms of her experience 
in the dojo over the last six oh, months. Oh yeah, which yeah, is, which is awesome. So was yeah, amazing. we're making an impact. Yeah, it was. It's awesome. That, that was a blast. Talk How about, about burly sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Go ahead, talk about burly sales because you're. You should you're, record you're, that testimonial, is oh, what I was going to say. Dude, I know you did. I, I have it recorded. It's great. I know you did. So All good. right. So, so, yeah, burly sales is my company, you guys. We focus uh, on redefining, diving in, improving your sales process. So, if you struggle at any point during the sales process within your company or a business that you're working at and you want to find a way to improve your conversion of leads as well as how you can market, handle objections, Joe even threw some videos into my program. We We've got an online program. It's five weeks long. You do five calls with a mentor with me right now. If you want to check that out, go to burlysales.com. All right. Big question for today, you guys. Like I said, are you trying to close when the buyer's not ready to buy? Story time, Joe. Was there a time when you closed too soon, when you went too hard for the close and the buyer wasn't ready to buy? Can you share that example? Yes. And in fact, this is where it's going to be a little contradictory and, and you may be surprised and this is okay. I'm going to, I'm rolling up the sleeves here, kids. Uh -oh. So uh -oh. for many of you, up? yeah, for many of you, you may know that, that I, I'm, uh, I've worked quite a bit in the electric bicycle industry. And what's interesting about that, the industry is that the products themselves will range realistically for a reasonably decent electric bike at around that $1,800, $1,900 and up. And I mean, and up yep. can go beyond $30,000. Now, the, the realistic number for an e-bike is, is around four grand. And we're talking U.S. Okay. dollars here for those that are in other countries other than the United States. It's, it's U.S. dollars. So we're going to go 4,000. I've, in my career, I've I've come to the place where I will ask three basic questions. I will give you the basic template right now. If you're in the e-bike industry, if you've done Army of One sales training with me before, you know what my three questions are. After I acknowledge someone, and again, there's a whole piece to this. Let's just cut to the chase. It's, hey, is this your first time in our store? How'd you hear about us? Have you ever ridden one of our electric bikes before? No, come with me. I go first. There's a whole process. I grab their information. Once they get on, they're gonna. I'm gonna grab their information as as a sales follow up funnel with lead cycles. So I get their name, their phone number, their email address. So even if they don't buy, we're gonna have an automated follow up system. Here's the thing: within a span of, I swear to you, under five minutes, it's three minutes. All right. I get on the bike and I go first. Then they get on the bike and they go for a thirty yards straight and come back. I've said nothing. I've asked them three questions. First time in the store. How'd you hear about us? You ever ride one before? They get on, they come back and they always come back with a big smile on their face. And yeah. I go, so what do you think? And they go, wow, that's cool. And I go, if you want to take it, that's <laughs> it. And, and I've shared this with e-bike retailers and they think I'm freaking nuts. Insane. And here, here's the numbers. One out of 10, one out of 10, Right. So that that like that is 10 out of 100 will say, yeah, let's do it. Like, that's it. They're sold. Wow. OK, that you got to keep in mind, this is a special product that makes you feel young again, like like that. Yeah. So yeah. it's still what, what's the metric? <clears throat> the metric is 90 people out of 100 go, well, I, 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 I don't know. How much is this thing? And then you say four thousand dollars and they're like, are you freaking crazy? So just. <laughs> remember like you have it takes to have a skill it takes a skill and it, it, it right yeah. 
So you've got to remember that at the moment that, that I tell them, because I'm going to, if they ask for the price after I've gotten them on a test ride, I'm going to tell them the price of that particular model. And I always go best, better, good versus good, better, best. So I'm mm -hmm. showing them the best one first. Top down. And then, and then what I'm doing is I'm saying, okay, the moment that they, they, if they react negatively where they're, holy crap, I'm not spending that kind of, I go right into my questions right away and I go, hey, you know what? This was just for fun. I've got a few questions to ask for you first before we keep going because I'm going to get you on another bike. Who's the bike for? Who else is going to use it? How are you going to use it? Where are you going to ride it? Are you going to be riding alone or in a group? How long is your typical ride going to be? Are there any health issues that I need to know about such as ankles, knees, hips, spine, heart, or lung? Do you guys think I've asked these questions before? And these are my like foundational months. questions. Mm -hmm. They're my foundational questions because then when I get the answer, then I start using Ted. Well, tell me a little bit about that. Explain to me a bit about that. Describe to me a little bit about that. And then I have to earn the right again to ask. So the answer to your question, there's my story, Jeff, is that, yeah, even in my context of the army of one process for e-bikes, if I go, if I go for the close, mm -hmm. nine out of 10 are going to tell me I'm nuts. And a lot of people don't have the courage to ask right away. I'm just simply looking at a way that, hey, if I could time collapse the process from a two-hour right. sale to five minutes, would that interest you? And most people go, yeah, okay, I'm going to get you outside of your comfort zone. You got to do it like this. Preface this, though. You got to go in knowing that people are going to say no how many times before you get to a yes? Three, four, five. Yeah, the answer is three, four, five. And the number I usually go with is five. So yeah. I'm getting the first no out of the way quickly. I mean, are they hot or not? And not everybody's going to think this way. And I just want to, I yep. want to, again, preface this. You know, I would rather you take the information that we're giving you in this episode and every other episode that we give you. Take the information like spare ribs. You keep the meat and throw away the bone. You are so better off being a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. In other words, learn some techniques and tactics here on this show and go, yeah, you know what? I ain't going to use that. That's okay. That's yep. totally okay. We're, I'm not suggesting that the way that I'm talking about it is the best way. I get metrics that show that it's a very good way. I'm not going to suggest it's the best way. What I do want you to do, though, is have courage. Because most people only ask once. And, most, and the truth of the matter is, most people, as Tony Stark said in The Avengers, they ask nuns. In other words, they <laughs> never ask. Right? They just wait for the customer to say, I'll take it, as opposed to asking for it. And so, you know, if it came down to it, my suggestion would be practice asking mm -hmm. and it's okay to hear no. So that's my example, Jeff. It, 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 I, I know that a nine out of 10, I'm going to get the, oh my God, are you crazy? Prefacing yeah. that I'm going to jump into my templated questions. How about you? Where, give us so, an example. Th this is why I love this show, because you just wrote our next episode, which is how many times should you be asking for the close? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is how we do every episode, you guys. All right. So next episode, you can expect that coming. Um, I, I love the point you're making and I totally agree. And, I, and I'll, I'll say this for you guys uh, out there listening. You know, if you you know yourself better than anyone else, if you know how you feel, if you're if you're one to like break out into a cold sweat, start shaking in your boots. If somebody says no to you, please don't do what Joe just said to do. If you are a confident person or you can have the courage, please do that because you yeah. definitely could time collapse. You could save yourself that time. Now, here's the thing. If you guys were in, I don't know, the SOS dojo, you might earn that courage. 
You might mm. ascend to that level where you could do this. And that's why you need programs like that. And you need to role play ultimately. So like right now, if you are afraid of no, don't start with what Joe just said, earn your way up to that. That that is crucial when it comes to sales. Like, I don't believe anybody's a born salesperson. I feel that some people learn faster than others. True in education as with any sort of skill. It's a skill. It needs to be practiced. It needs to be pruned. It needs to be improved over time. And you can become an amazing salesperson, but you have to practice. Mm -hmm. And it's also one of those skills where it's like, if you stop the practice, oh, you get God. rusty. Yeah, big time. You, you will not improve. You will get worse. It's true. So I'd encourage you guys right now, if you're hearing what Joe just said and you're like, what? There's no way I would ever do that. You should probably consider a program like the SOS Dojo. So again, a little shameless plug there, but you guys need Thanks, the man. practice. You need to do yep. the work. Um, I do it myself in the dojo and uh, I, I will tell you it, the confidence, the conviction that you gain out of that practice is huge and I'd say priceless. Like it's going to earn you a ton of money. Now, and Jeff, Jeff leads dojos. I mean, Jeff is a black yeah. belt and a sales samurai in the dojo. He's, in fact, he's the only sales samurai in our group. And what that means is he's coaching black belts, he's not just coaching people that are starting off. He's doing both. So you get an opportunity to work with Jeff, like step into the dojo, come in for a free session. You'll see what we mean. So Jeff, what's the story that where you came in in your career where you, you closed too early. Again, I gave you the example yeah. where I knowingly am going in too early. That is yeah. like the statistic. Most people aren't going to bet on a one out of 10. I get that. Yeah. I mean, if you said, Hey Joe, put money down on this bet, by the way, your odds of winning are 10%. I'm probably going to go. Eh. However, the game that we're in, which is sales, it's a different game because you know, you're, you have more than one try. It's not like three strikes you're out. You can keep swinging the bat as many times as you want. That's the beauty of this. However, yeah. most people, like you just said, their emotional response when they hear no once is it's over and they quit. And that's mm -hmm. the worst thing you could do. And again, you have to build up that emotional resilience, that tolerance, that ability, that thicker skin. It, it's developed. You've said it like it, it, salespeople aren't born, right? A good salesperson is developed and is constantly Kaizen approach continual never-ending improvement. So what's your story? I'm curious, when was there a time in your career where you came in for the close way too early? Uh, it was definitely early on in my career. Uh, and it was when I first started selling personal training. So last episode, I talked about my three-page script with the snowman. <laughs> yeah. <Remember? laughs> uh, the worst you thing ever. <laughs> so I, I would go through this three-page script <laughs> falsely thinking and, and and this was, again, on the part of the guys that created the script. Like they said, if you just do the script, it works. And unfortunately, that wasn't true because it focused on what I say last episode, sciencing them in the face. Yeah. The point where uh, I believe I personally believe the script was somewhat predatory in the way that it targeted a person's understanding and intelligence when it pertained to fitness. We were like on purpose trying to make them feel dumb. Jeez. Like that's, that's how that script felt to me to the point where I just changed it. You know, they, I was remotely managed. They weren't in the state. They were in Ohio, Maryland, oh, wow. in Michigan, and okay. they would just call me all the time. And I just started changing the script, man. I just, I just, I started deleting pages and stuff. I told you eventually it came down to a half page instead of three pages. 
I just made that. I was like, screw this script. This sucks. I started realizing it wasn't working. And I can't give you one exact scenario, but I can give you multiple examples in my head uh, of doing that three page script thinking I was good. Like first couple weeks on the job, I'm like done. I remember struggling for multiple weeks, not closing a damn thing. Mm. And then my boss showed up, walked me through it. Well, one of my bosses, he was like the VP of the company, came in, showed me, went through it. Uh, Honestly, the only reason it worked after that for me was because he would say things like he believes in me, he would fluff my ego, and then I'd feel good and go out there. But that was like a temporary feeling. So as soon as he left, I was then like, huh, <laughs> like, mm. didn't feel good again. But I remember just the first couple of weeks going like, well, this job's not going to last uh, because I would go through my whole spiel with people. And at the end, I'd be like, so what do you think? And they'd be like, sounds interesting. Let me think about it. And I'd be like, OK, and that'd be it. And what was happening was, one, I, I didn't have the the understanding or the courage that you can ask to close multiple times. Uh, and, and two, I was asking before I developed any value because all I was doing was what you talked about at last episode, which was the feature dumping syndrome. I was FDSing. So as soon as I go through that feature dumping system, they're like, okay, cool. Sounds interesting. Like I didn't address any goals that they had. I didn't really like dive deep into the pain points that they had. I just thought you're here to lose weight. We have a program that obviously works via my feature dump that I just gave you. Now you understand how things work or, you know, you understand that you don't understand rather because I'm trying to make you feel dumb and then you feel like you need me and it didn't work that way. <laughs> so like there was just several weeks where I was not helping more and therefore not selling more. And once mm. I realized I wasn't helping, that's when I, you know, just changed it all up. And right after that, what happened, I started selling uh, some pretty big personal training programs because we were doing one and two year contracts. So wow. I signed people up for like one, two years. Um, average revenue was like $3,360, so a $3,360 uh, program up to like about 6000 So started flipping those deals and I didn't have to train any of them. All I had to do was sell. So then I got into it, found my groove. Started reading nice. books and stuff, started, you know, continuing to develop the skill from there and eventually coming up with what my discovery script is, uh, which we teach in Burley Sales. Nice. It's a long journey. <laughs> well, it, it is for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you have some miracle product that some people say, oh, it sells itself. Sells and itself. And I've had people tell me that, like, you know, the products, products don't sell themselves. People sell products. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you're the first person with a miracle product on the marketplace, guess what? You're about to have competition. Like there's, it, it's, it's inevitable, yeah. right? I mean, even, even yep. companies like Amazon have competition with other online retailers. It just yep. happens that Amazon is the biggest and why? Because they were first and they want to maintain that. You know, no, they just throw their weight like around. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like Walmart will do the same thing. They'll just throw the weight around. That's so that's we're assuming if you guys are listening to this episode, you're not Jeffrey Bezos and you're not whoever owns Walmart because I don't know who yeah. it is. I don't but, know if it's the Walton family anymore. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you're, you're running your own business or you're a salesperson within a company. And chances are, if that's true, then you need to focus on building value before you can close. Now, you can absolutely have the courage, do what Joe suggested, test the waters. 
but you need to before you do that like i said before hone that skill understand how to handle and process that no so joe for example would say like hey no worries it was just for fun now uh i need to ask you a few questions to get more information i'm gonna put you on another bike like if you can handle it that way fantastic and what he the the funny thing when you presented it and you're like yeah one in ten are gonna buy I can I can hear in my head salespeople going one in 10. That's 10 percent. That's terrible. And in your head, you're like, I just saved myself 10 percent of my time. Big time. Hitting my sales quota. Yep. You know, 100 100 leads. You close 10 in uh, three minutes apiece. That's yeah. I mean, on the average sale of four thousand dollars. So I've just I've just put in 40 grand worth of revenue in a total of yeah. you know uh of of that many that many sales uh you know i mean it's it's literally i could get that done in, in 40 grand in an hour as opposed to you know four grand in two which i've yep. watched people spend that much time because yep. that's the other flip side that you and i are, are having on this episode is why you take to me it's like why are you taking so long right i mean you know <laughs> some people i've i've been in stores where i've done training where the customer is sitting there and they're tapping their credit card on the counter. Like they just want to get out. They want to buy it. Like what more of a buying signal do you need? I've been in stores where where people literally are backing their truck up to the front door. I mean, do you need more buying signal than that? They're coming to pick it up, man. And they, they, it's like, just go. So, so you just yeah. you just wrote another episode. Thanks. Uh, so are you waiting too long to close? Oh, I think it's, that, it's totally. That's that's perfect. All right. So what what do you need in order to close the other ninety percent? Is what we got to talk about now, you guys. And that that is value. And yep. we I feel like we've been hitting this every single episode, and that's because it's that important. It's that crucial. It's that imperative when it comes to selling high ticket services or products, uh, really anything. There needs to be that value there. And, you know, to your point, Joe, we'll talk about story time uh, on that episode of Are You Waiting Too Long? That three page script, way too long. Oh, like my God. Hour, Let's go for a tour a of the gym. Let me yeah, give you a tour, tour. gym tour. Oh, my God. What a waste of yeah. time. Anyways, that's a whole other episode. They, they've seen the equipment. Exactly. Yep. All right. So what are the crucial things that we're looking for when it comes to uh, building that value in order to to be able to sell? Now, I'll also say, you know, we'll talk about that on on that future episode you just mentioned, Joe. There's also buying signals you should be paying attention to. And in this episode, we're talking about the inverse of that, the anti-buying signals, the I'm not ready to buy signals. I mentioned one in the beginning. For example, if you're about to price present and you're like going, hey, here's our programs and they're doing this and they're turning away. If you guys can't see me, I'm on video turning away. They're turning away from Joe here to the side, looking at the door. The shifty eyes looking to the exit, like, you know, looking all around, aware of your surroundings, uh, tapping their feet, doing fidgety things, looking down, not looking at you, closing their eyes, face palming, uh, you know, just all around looking glazed over or not attentive. These are all signs that they're not interested. And you, you know have what's a big one? missed something. A big one for me, Jeff, is when somebody mm-hmm. takes their takes a phone call. Ooh, that hurts. Right? So You're bad. in the middle of a presentation and then all of a Hang sudden on. they go, "Hang on a second, and they take the call and then so suddenly you you break everything in terms yeah. of your flow. It's gone. Yeah. And then they come back. And then they, it, like, like where it's, were it, we? It, it's it's one thing if it happens once. If it happens mm-hmm. twice, you know, you're, you're done. done. I mean, it's so I mean, I, so you could preface this and you could frame it 
where you're mm-hmm. sitting down with somebody, you're going to have a conversation with somebody and just say, and, and I, I'll do this. I'll say, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to turn my phone off because, I, or I'm going to put it on. I'm doing it out of respect for them. And mm-hmm. if I'm, the, me- the message is you should do it out of respect for me. Yeah, this yeah. way I can get your full attention. You guys picking up on that hint? Yeah. Like you, because otherwise, if they keep going, oh, I got to take this call. I got to take this call. Then you, you can choose to fire the prospect. You're like, this isn't point. the right time. Because it's the not right the right time, time for them. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and we, we also frame the time, right? Like you and I do this and we highly oh, recommend yeah. it. You say, hey, so today's call should be about 15 minutes long. We're still good on that time, right? And they say yes. And you say, great. Let's roll on. Yep. Um, that way, if they try to break that time, you said, oh, oh, I thought we were good on this time frame, whatever, right? Um, or you have them say, oh, I got an appointment, bye, you know, and they skate before you can close. That's a problem because you're not going to get another chance. If you took it all the way to the finish line and then you didn't cross the finish line and then they have to leave, yeah. you're done. They're not and coming back. <laughs> and there's a, such a big difference by doing calls on, you know, again, if you're doing a sales presentation over the phone or over Zoom, as opposed to having somebody come to your place of business or if you're going to their home or place of business as well. I mean, when you're going to their territory, they're they're literally the boss. If they're coming into your place of business, mind you, if you're a retailer, uh, you're literally in control. So, you know, if you've been able to get an appointment generator, have somebody come into your place of business, you literally are holding all the cards. I mean, it's really challenging for somebody to leave. So again, keep that in mind. If you're doing coaching, online coaching, personal training, nutrition coaching, whatever kind of coaching you're doing and you're listening to this episode, you know, you want to frame your time because otherwise they'll, the time vampire will take control and then Mm -hmm. you'll lose your whole calendar and daily agenda. And I would say plan ahead on your appointments too. add an extra 15 minute, 30 minute buffer, depending on how long winded, you know, you are, I'm long winded. So I'll set aside an hour. If I get done in 30 minutes, great bonus time for me, but you never want to say I can do it in 15 and then you're crunch time. You don't even have time to close. So please give yourselves enough time. Please pay attention to anti-buying signals. So if you see an anti-buying signal, what do you need to do? What are the action steps? Well, you need, in order to close, the following. You need to have, what does this person want? How do we find that? We ask questions. So if you're seeing anti-buying signals, chances are you can do what? Go back to asking questions. Yeah, you, Obviously, you, you don't have enough. If you're getting no right off the hop, or you're coming in too hard and t- too early, take my example from the beginning of the episode. Take it off the table. Yeah. Do what Jeff is a master at. Ask questions get the discovery process of your selling whatever it is you're selling i don't care if it's mm-hmm. product service programs ask questions what questions are you asking can you build value in those questions and mm-hmm. can you like what we've done in our previous episode can you incite both positive and negative outcomes as to whether what happens when they do purchase what you have to offer and what happens if they don't purchase what yeah. you have to offer because and you can you can you do that in the form of a question that's the mastery here can you be can you create value while asking questions absolutely yeah and you know to to your point in the last episode if you guys listened to episode 14 you heard us talking about positive versus negative selling but I want you thinking not only in terms of what do they want, but what do they need to overcome or what pain are they trying to alleviate? What do they and want to get out of? 
if, yeah, and if you're not getting anywhere, what did we say last episode? Flip flop, go the other way. Try more yeah. positive stuff. Try to flip to pain points instead. Try to build that dream versus nightmare, right? That's what Joe was talking about last episode. Switch it up. If you're stuck, switch it up. If you're stuck, you can always ask your way out of a, a situation like that. Just so you guys know, you can always ask your way out of a situation like that. So start asking questions. And when in doubt, just hit the nail on the head. Hey, Mrs. Jones, it seems like you're a bit hesitant right now. Like this isn't really seeming to line up for you. I'm curious, uh, what am I missing here? Or what else, what other information do you think you're looking for right now? Mm. Because mm -hmm. you need to uh, prioritize your time as well as theirs. You're wasting each other's time if you try to push through the sale and you're just going extra 15 minutes for no reason. Instead, if you recognize the anti-buying signals, stop. Yep. Just stop. Ask questions. If it's obviously not a good fit for them and they in their head are like already made up, like this sucks, I don't want it, I don't care, I don't want to listen to this guy anymore, why continue? Fire the client. If they're not a good fit, you might be able to salvage it. If you ask a few questions, I have an example here. Um, I was selling personal training and I had a lady who came in begrudgingly. She was very grumpy to her appointment. She sat down with me. I powered through the first half of my appointment because that's where I was in my career. <laughs> Just power through. Yep. So I'm powering through the appointment. She is literally turned away from me, legs crossed, not looking at me, looking at the cardio deck. So cardio deck, I'm talking ellipticals, yeah. bikes, treadmills. So yeah. she's looking over the cardio deck in the gym, not paying attention to me at all. I, a rookie salesperson, am just, you know, okay, so what about this? Hey, just so you know, I draw my little snowman, right? You remember the snowman. So we start yeah, like yeah. going through, hey, this is how we're going to lose this weight, blah, blah, blah. And then I look up for the first time in five, 10 minutes, and she's not paying attention to me. And I go, okay, this isn't going to work. So what I do is you can draw people's attention by uh, in doing something, taking action of some sort. So I take my paper, my notepad, and I drop it on the desk, it makes a loud sound. She turns to me as a reaction. It's a reactive state. So she turns to me and then I look at her and I say, Mrs. Jones, you know, it, it doesn't seem to me like you're very interested in this program right now. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what exactly am I missing here? And mm. then she looks at me and she goes, well, you know, it just doesn't sound like, you know, something I need. I say, oh, okay. So obviously I've missed something here. Ms. Jones, would you mind sharing with, with me what you feel you need? And then she shares me what she feels she needs. She said, I need a way to lose 10 pounds pretty quickly, but I've got bad knees. So I'm just going to do the elliptical. So now we're in this state where we need to educate a little bit. So I, I talked to her about, you know, uh, you know, what the elliptical actually is going to do for her or not do for her. And then we get to asking more questions. So I go back to the questions. I say, OK, so be more specific with me. Like, how much weight are we looking to lose and why? So she goes into 10 pounds. We start getting in. You guys see what happened? Like, we just got back into engagement. You earned the right to ask that why question. This is another thing that salespeople make the mistake often. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 you know, a lot of people, how many of you have ever heard of, of somebody who says, I hate the idea of sales, right? Like yep. almost everybody. Yep. Well, people will ask why way too early in the presentation. Mm -hmm. And notice I'm using the word presentation. A sales presentation isn't truly a presentation because a presentation is when you're telling. 
It's mm-hmm. a sales process. And this process that yeah. Jeff just went through was asking a whole bunch of questions. And then he earned the right later on. He earned the right ETR. He earned the right to ask why. You cannot ask why early on. Yeah. You can get to the why a little bit later because why questions, if you really think about it, they're really deep. Mm-hmm. They may say, they, they may go on the surface. How that makes, how do you think people feel when you ask them why? And that's, it's very dangerous. So I really appreciate that you brought the, your process into play here, Jeff. And I know you, you, you kind of had the 30,000 foot view of it. I was paying yeah. attention to a lot of what you just did there. It was masterful. You guys have to go back and just listen to the last five minutes of Jeff's talking there because there's a lot of gold that he dropped without telling you what he dropped. It was very good. So moral of that story, she bought personal training. Yeah. She bought a, she bought a one-year contract for $2,000. Nice. And that, that was $2,000 I absolutely would not have had. And it's uh, a year's worth of training this lady would not have had, which means she wouldn't have achieved her goals. She would have been on the elliptical. And just so you guys know, hitting the elliptical for 45 minutes a day it does essentially nothing. Not a darn thing, not yeah, any change whatsoever in your body. It's momentum. It's a momentum based cardio piece of equipment. So that was the problem I had in my head is I had to extrapolate that without telling. Right. Right. Like, Mrs. Jones, did you know that if you get on the elliptical, it does nothing? How is that? Has that ever worked out for anybody where they just go like mansplain to somebody how something exactly. works? No, it'd, it it'd be more works. along the Let's go along the lines with if there was a way for us to be able to show you where you could effectively burn more body fat, not just during exercise, but also Mm -hmm. in your sleep without putting any pressure on those knees of yours that you mentioned earlier, would that interest you? Like, okay. That's amazing. Now I'm I'm curious. Okay, let's talk about it. And then incite that curiosity. Of course. Because she wasn't curious at first. She didn't care. She didn't give a shoot what I was talking about. So I had to like get that curiosity back. So yeah, there's, there's an example for you guys. Maybe you've got a similar example in your own lives and your own sales experience. And I'm sure you do. We all do. We've all been there. Um, You know, you, you, you just need to re-engage sometimes just completely restart and sometimes fire the person if it's just obviously not a good fit now again just crucial parts for you guys to have if you're going to close these are this is my internal checklist that i want you guys to go through i have to have either or or both here but what do they want and that needs to be a smart goal we've talked about that before specific measurable attainable realistic timely goal if it's just lose 10 pounds terrible goal uh, you need to get more specific with that. I need pain points. So what are the pain points? In this case, this lady wants to lose weight without her knees hurting. Her knees hurt. That causes her not to be able to do uh, what she believes would help her lose weight. So she just goes with what doesn't hurt. Unfortunately, it doesn't work Okay, in that scenario. So we could have either of those or we could have both of those goals, pain points. Then we need uh, ultimately why why again and this is why it's further down because we have to earn that right like joe was saying we earn the right to find out why they want need or desire this ideally desire that's going to be the easiest way to make that close which leads us to we talked about last episode eliciting an emotional response this leads us to our hot button what's the hot button it's the amalgamation of everything i just said like the hot button is the scenario it's the issue it's the the big picture for this person 
Who do they want to be? What pains they want to alleviate? Why? 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 Why they want to uh, you know have this product or service? Right? Why they desire this product or service? You mm-hmm. need that hot button. Now, if you find that, that's important because, and the reason we call it a button is because it's like the Staples Easy Button. Yeah. You can just keep pressing it throughout the appointment. Right. Problem, agitate, solve. Joe was talking about last episode. Just press it, press it, press it, press it. You keep bringing it up. I find too often people will find the hot button and then never talk about it again. And they ignore it. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's cool. Rolling on. Found in uh, personal training sales all the time with people. All the time. The other thing that you want to add to this to be able to add more value, we want to create value. Keep in mind, what is your energy like while you are discussing and you're asking questions? Are you paying attention? Are you actively listening and letting them know? Are you giving them the audible cues? We have some members in the dojo that are awesome about this. And even in your group, Jeff, you think of Kat with the, the way yep. that she she just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just those. And I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm listening. Right? Are is your energy on point? Are you having fun and or do you care? Right? The whole thing behind help more, sell more is you're showing care. So you're asking those insightful questions. A couple other things that you might want to consider too is whatever the product or service or program that you have to offer, what are your big Call them your selling points, your outcomes that you know you can deliver on. Make mm-hmm. sure that you have them at the ready. And then what are the typical pain points that, the, that your, your clients or your customers would, would, would be dealing with? If you know what questions to get to that lead you to those pain points using the right language, and that's why the power of words is so important, and then being able to pepper in in the form of a question of your outcome goals mm-hmm. in that you'll get then you'll be you, the value will go up in terms of what you have to offer and as this whole thing is th- th- about the value proposition when the value is high people buy when the value is high people buy when the value is low they say no <laughs> so if you go in i just made that one up on the fly bro i so, love it <laughs> yeah no, it's, and yet it's so true Right. You could have the exact same product. And yet if you have somebody who's got great energy, asks the right questions and uses Mm -hmm. the right language and listens, they can incite value. It could be literally apples to apples. The better salesperson will win hands down 100% of the time. And by the way, they will ask more than once if they have to. Oh, yeah. And and we're going to hit that on a future episode. I want to close on this note, you guys. What Joe just said there, I think, is crucial. If you have uh, very similar outcomes, if you have a client avatar, in fact, and if you don't, figure out what your client avatar is because you do. There is an avatar. I promise Mm -hmm. you. Dig in. Ask questions. Who buys from me? Who buys from me? Male, female, both. What age range? Do they work? Do they not work? Are they parents? Are they not parents? Uh, what do they look for? What problems do they typically have? Uh, what, are, what are their problems with my industry? What are their mm. struggles within my industry? And if you can paint that picture, you can essentially draw the map. And if you know the map, if you know where you need to go with every sales appointment, if you know the desired outcomes that you have, you can just 
have a map rather than trying oh, yeah. to figure your way out every single sales appointment from point A to point B. Where do I want to go? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll go with the flow of the conversation. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people are great at that uh, and they can just go with the flow and figure it out and make the sale. I'd rather have the map drawn out. And then when I know what the outcome is that I need in order to make this sale, then I can back, uh, you know, build this backwards and just figure out what the questions are I need to ask to get to that yeah. outcome. That's yeah. huge. The other thing you mentioned just Love to close it. on here would be the the care. How do you show care? What is your body language? We're talking empathy here, people. If you show through empathy that you you uh, are, are seeing what this person is going through, that you're appreciating how they feel, that makes a huge difference. If you just go like my personal training guys would be like, you want this 10, 10 pounds? Awesome. Yeah, we can definitely do that for you. All right, cool. What else you want? You want this 5% body fat? All right, cool. Yeah. You're looking for some definition? Yeah. yeah. We can oh, do that. God. Okay, cool. Instead of that, it's like, tell me, have you had a time in your life where you were at this weight that you're looking for right now? What did that feel mm. like? Mm. You know, and they said, wow, I had self-confidence. I felt so good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Like that I'm leaning in. Yeah. Uh, I am showing emotion through my eyes, through my face, through my body language that I, I, I hear them, that I care about this outcome for them. Yeah. Have you guys Love ever it. cried with a client before? Oh, <laughs> like, I'm going to put it. it out there. Ah, big time. It's, yeah. You awesome. know, I, I would say like most people will not want to say that they have, but I have, you have like, Sometimes they bring up such a serious situation, such a such a uh, just crazy experience that they had, um, you know, or just de depression, like lack of self-confidence, yeah. how it's had a negative impact on their lives, you know, or or the positive side, too. It's like, how would you feel, Mrs. Jones, if you were able to lift your six year old up over your head again mm. and like just Niagara Falls? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so yeah. that that's the emotional response that we want to elicit, y'all. And again, hopefully this episode was helpful. As always, we've got action steps buried in here for y'all. Uh, for today, it's creating an internal checklist of things that you need in order to be able to close. It's to practice the body language. It's to consider whether or not you feel you have the, the courage to ask early, to test the waters, and to rebound from it if it's a no. And if you it's don't, okay. you need to develop that skill set because it can yep. definitely save you a ton of time. Uh, and if not, if you decide not to go that route, totally fine. Again, have the checklist. Know, understand the outcome you're going for. Draw the map. Work backwards. What questions do you have to ask in order to achieve that outcome? All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, if this was helpful, drop us a five-star review. And of course, consider joining our free Facebook group, Help More, Sell More. We'll be posting more in there in the new year. Uh, and you know, we appreciate you guys, and we hope that you can get back out there and help more people and sell more. All right, Chaz, take us Thanks out. for listening.